0: Hello there, and welcome to episode 56 of the Sports and Spirituality Show, brought to you in part by our friends at the Fairfield County Sports Network, our friends at WLRY 88.9 Radio for Life, our friends at Save Radio, and Price Custom Homes. Our friends Greg and Mitch Price. Mitch Price was on episode 55. You might want to check that out um, on the Sports and Spirituality Show. But him, and he and his brother, Greg, have been building homes for nearly 50 years. They can help you from the beginning of the process to the end of the process. You can get more information by going to their website, pricecustomhomes.com. Thank you, Greg and Mitch Price, for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show, helping us to bring you the sass. My name is Steve Rau, and speaking of sass, my partner for this podcast is a young lady who always has your back. Sometimes patting you on the back, sometimes stabbing you in the back, <laughs> but she always has your back, uh, and she's all the time running everywhere, all over the place, uh, running uh, after her kids, uh, running errands. Uh, she's running um, into sports activities uh, because of her line of work, and sometimes she simply has the runs. She is <laughs> Kelsey Bull. Welcome back to the Sports and Spirituality Show here, Kelsey
1: Hi, Steve. Hi. Oh my God. What
0: was it? Something I said?
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> where where does this rank on on the uh, the interest?
1: I was loving it for like uh, 90% of it, okay. and in the end, just the no. crap
0: hit the fan. If you know what I mean?
1: Oh my God. What? Yeah. It yeah did.
0: It, is it is that too much?
1: Yeah. Have
0: I stepped over the line?
1: Yeah. Have I
0: stepped in, as they say?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh.
0: Why in the world would I be talking about backs and running? I'll tell you, because our guest (laughs) on the the show, I didn't want to give you time to answer because you were probably going to screw it up. So um, our guest on the show is Is the the
1: running back coach. There you go. There you go. See, look, you figured
0: it out. I did. Good for you. Coach Tony Alford uh, has agreed to join us on the Sports and Spirituality Show. Very much looking forward uh, to chatting with him. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy named Ezekiel Elliott.
1: Yeah, sounds
0: familiar. (laughs) Okay, he was a running back for the Ohio State University. Helped them win a national championship in 2014. Uh, Plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Actually, not playing very well right now. But he plays for the the Dallas Cowboys. And a guy named J.K. Dobbins. That name ring any bells?
1: Yeah, he was probably a running back. Oh, really? Oh,
0: yes. He's a genius over there. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Yes, uh, (laughs) he he did. Who does he play for now?
1: Um, He plays out west.
0: Out west. Very good. West (laughs) of what? (laughs)
1: <laughs> the Mississippi River. <laughs>
0: um, nope, he plays east of the Mississippi. Couldn't uh, tell. You. I knew you couldn't tell me. This is why I like to make fun of you. Um, <laughs> uh, he plays for the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, the
1: Ravens. Yes.
0: Yeah, Baltimore. That's Baltimore Not Baltimore, Ohio, and close to where <laughs> we live. This is Baltimore, Maryland. Sure. Yeah, it's like on the East Coast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. West. Very,
0: very close <laughs> to the Atlantic Ocean. I just. Yeah. Not west. A guess, he is so. west of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, you could say that.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so is all of America uh, west of the Atlantic. So um, yes, J.K. Dobbins um, plays in the NFL. I um, mean, he was coached by Tony Alford, uh, and uh, um, uh, they have he has regular conversations with him. Any rate, um, uh, we, we'll we'll bring him on the on the program a little bit later. So, uh, runnings and backs. Uh, anything that you wanted to add re- related to, to no, that?
1: I want to just move on. You
0: want to move on? You're yeah. afraid if we talk too much about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Could, it could get messy. Uh-huh. Is that is that what you're <laughs> worried about? Now, come on, you're a mom with kids. I am. So, have you had this problem before where your kids had a blowout in the diaper?
1: Yeah, they have.
0: Okay, but you don't want to talk about it?
1: No, no one does. If you are a parent, you have dealt with plenty of crap. You don't want to just keep talking about it. Oh,
0: you don't? No. You just want to try to forget it and move on?
1: Just move on. Uh,
0: Have you ever patted somebody on the back? Yep. Have you ever stabbed anybody in the back? Probably. Yeah, yeah, one guy in this room (laughs) right now.
1: (laughs) What did I do recently? Well,
0: you uh, tried to say that um, I didn't uh, take you for ice cream after losing a bet to you (laughs) on March Madness.
1: You didn't.
0: And you didn't take me after I won. And so that's like stabbing me in the back. Okay. And uh, not slapping me in in the mouth with an ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. Which is really what I was going for and hoping for.
1: I'd love to slap you <laughs> with, <laughs> with an ice cream. Oh, uh, we <laughs> had this conversation
0: a few episodes ago about the tortilla slap. Have you? Oh yeah. Uh, gotten involved in any of that? Nope. Have you? No.
1: I know you were. I <laughs> don't want
0: to. Yeah. Now I, I I would do it if it was a guy. I'd do it with my yeah, kid. Yeah. Sure. Uh, my son. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't do it with my daughters, but uh, yeah, I would do it with my son. Um, so you you haven't gotten involved in any of that. Nope. Uh, any other uh, TikTok trends um that uh, or uh, TikTok dances anything like that uh, that interests you?
1: No, not really. No.
0: I have I mean, am really enjoying there's uh, three or four stand-up uh, comics that I mm. enjoy uh, on TikTok and uh, <laughs> and then there's one young lady who <laughs> she plays this character <laughs> on um, uh, <laughs> like a southern uh, person. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually think she's from the south. I think she maybe actually lives in the Carolina somewhere. I'm not sure. Okay. But then she kind of, um, uh, you know, she does this uh, kind of uh, the shtick where uh, she is the person that the news is interviewing because of some episode that happened or something. Oh, okay. And I watched one the other night, and it was just cracking me up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think we have the same sense of humor. We
0: don't. We yeah. don't. Uh, we, you have none, and I, I, I have a good one, I think. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was, that's really the difference. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, that's why Is we it get it along. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> because we're so different in that area. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's
1: <coughs> why we get along. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
0: there's, a, uh, there's an expression, opposites attract, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, yeah, I, I <laughs> my theory is yeah. that we appreciate the differences of somebody else yep. because it seems natural for them. Yep. Like you naturally don't know anything about sports, and so I th- I find <laughs> that to be cute. <laughs> um, Thank
1: you so yeah. much. <laughs> That's why I'm here <laughs> to be cute.
0: <laughs> and and I, th- I I feel like maybe I know a little bit about sports, and you ask me questions about it. Like, is Baltimore <laughs> in the East or West? You know, stuff like that. I didn't ask
1: you. Well, you did, kind
0: of, <laughs> because yes. you said you thought he played in the West, so you were kind of asking me for directions there. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Because, <laughs> you know, guys never ask for directions, and women have been maybe more open uh, to asking <laughs> for directions. And so, uh, at <laughs> any rate, yeah, that's my theory, uh, okay. is that we, something that's different or opposite us, we actually admire, um, and quite frankly, maybe a little jealous um, that, uh, that that's the case. Um, in my line of work as uh, one of the pastors at X Church in Canal Winchester, Ohio, I have the privilege of meeting with uh, families, and I've been uh, in the pastoral uh, vocational ministry over 25 years now, and uh, <clears throat> about 95% of the couples that I work with um, are are opposite in two primary areas. Okay. Have we talked about this?
1: I don't know that we have.
0: Okay. Um, uh, what do you, do you have any guesses on what those areas might be?
1: Communication.
0: Well, um, yes, in one particular area of communication. Conflict. That's exactly resolution. right. Yes, conflict mm-hmm. resolution. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, 95% of the couples I work with, one is really chatty when it comes to conflict or communication of a negative nature. Sure. Uh, the other one is like, please close the pie hole.
1: Sure. Um,
0: I don't want to talk about this anymore. You've said way too much already. Um, and the other one's like, no, we have to talk it out. Let's keep talking. Why are you quiet? And this is, this is what happens. And I, I've seen this in most of the couples. Um, so on that schedule, where would Kelsey and Josh be?
1: I want to talk about everything. Yep. And address it head on yep. as it happens.
0: You and I have that in common. hmm Yes um is josh more uh, um quiet reflective
1: he he's just so go with the flow yes he's yeah. more quiet and he's so laid back that he his attitude really is like sure that might have frustrated me in the moment but i know in like a few more minutes i'm not gonna care yeah. like i'm just gonna I'm keep, over it yeah yeah and i am like no you can let me know if i frustrate you so i like know not to do it in the future you know right um
0: so we got to talk about it yeah. He's like, no whatever yeah, uh,
1: I'm not really a, like, overly talk about it, though. Like, I'm like a, let's address it, and yeah. then, re- like, resolve it and move on. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not really a dweller. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I want to talk about all the things.
0: Yes. <laughs> and I yeah. want to
1: address them as they happen you in the moment, and...
0: You and I are similar in keep that, going. except different than <laughs> Steve tends to <coughs> maybe mm-hmm. uh, belabor the point beyond. Uh, wh- Is what Is
1: Stacy similar to you or opposite? Oh
0: no, she's definitely opposite. Okay. Yeah, she's like okay, mm-hmm, all right, and like no, 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 we can't be stuffing it. We got to keep talking about it. And here's my here's my response to a uh, couple, especially young couples. Um, you have to allow the other person to disagree the way they are wired to disagree. Sure. And that means the talker has to talk, but it also means they have to be quiet because yes. the quiet one needs to be quiet. So we have to let them for a period of time, I think maybe a short period of time, allow them to disagree the way they're wired to disagree. Then we probably should table it. Um, but always, 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 100% of the time, if there's a number higher than 100, uh, that that many times, mm-hmm. we have to come back and resolve it. Mm-hmm. Because when there's a conflict, it doesn't go away on its own. It's like a drippy faucet. Like, oh, it's fine. We're just using up a little bit of extra water. No, um, it is eventually going to come crashing down. So it has to be. It has to be addressed. So uh, the area of conflict, I- communication, and conflict yes. is one area. Uh, do you happen to know the other area? Mm. A- at least in, in my experience,
1: where they're opposite. Yes. I, I don't.
0: Um, it is in the area of finance.
1: Oh, okay. I could have one.
0: Missed. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew you could have. Okay, yeah. One is typically a saver, and one is typically a spender, and they find each other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. And th- 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 it tends to lead to the other one, you know, conflict, uh, where mm. we get maybe uh, the the loud one gets really talkative about it, and the sure. quiet one says to stop talking about it. Sure. Um So, but uh, in those two areas, I find this, and you know what? I think it's a beautiful thing. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Uh, here's here's my theory. Uh, when I'm talking to couples, I say one of you is a spender and one of you is a saver, and that is awesome. Mm-hmm. The reason why is if both of you were spenders, you wouldn't have any money. If both of you were savers, you wouldn't have any fun. (laughs) So (laughs) you you need them both. My dad used to describe it like this. He said a bird needs two wings to fly effectively. Hmm. If they only have one wing, they kind of fly in a circle and they don't go anywhere, right? And so we need that balance in our relationship. Uh, I understand there was a book written many years ago called Incompatibility, The Key to a Great Marriage.
1: Oh, that's, I like it.
0: I do, too, uh, because you need that um, balance. And so my theory is we're we kind of like, man, dude, I wish I could save more money. And the spender's are like, man, I wish I could spend more money. wish I didn't care. You know, the overthinking, whatever. Um, so that's why I think when they find each other, a beautiful thing happens because you have great balance. And you really can fly well and go places uh, because you have that balance and it protects you. Uh, what are your thoughts on the spending-saving side?
1: I agree with that, that typically um, in relationships, one is one and one is the other. Yeah. I am the saver. Uh-huh. What are you?
0: Um, well, I'm probably the saver as well. Um, but do
1: you have a couple areas where you push your family to spend?
0: Not, not, not very often. That
1: your wife would choose not to? Because uh, we have one. Yeah. We have one where I'm the opposite. I'm the spender. Yeah, yeah
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe one area. I, I tend to eat out a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, than maybe my wife would be comfortable with. But I, I just. Uh, I don't spend a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I just don't. Um, and uh, because I really do feel that I'm blessed with the things that I need, and uh, so I, I. I hate to shop. Uh, so going to hey, let's see what's out there. Um, I want to see what I can buy. I don't, th- man. That's. I hate that. I'm not a. Uh, I'm a. I'm a hunter. Meaning, I'm going to go for, find this thing, get it, and leave. Um, sure. I don't need anything else. Well, do I need something else? So let's go hunt that down and find it and then leave. Um, and that's just the way that I'm wired. So that does protect me a little bit from from spending. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you want to uh, talk about the area that uh, you're different?
1: Oh. Um as I was talking, there's probably two. Okay. Um, one is travel, like vacations. Okay. I will always push our family to schedule and plan vacations. And so
0: you're okay with spending the money on that? Yes. As a saver? Yes. But yes, my yes. hunch is you probably save for that as well.
1: We do save for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes.
0: You're allowed to spend it if you right, save right, it. Right. Yeah. Again, if you uh, only save, you never have We just have
1: an ongoing. I don't know if it's a joke, but in our house that I. Like every year, you know, it comes around to like planning for summer vacation and Josh is always like, Oh, maybe, maybe we'll do that. And I like, just keep forging ahead with plans. Right. And then we go, we get to vacation. He's like, Oh, I'm so glad we did this. Yes. But he just is until maybe the last year or two. He's just always kind of drug his feet when it comes to planning vacations. But I'm like, no, we're doing this. Like we need to get away.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's a little bit of his chill mentality, right? It's yeah, like, probably. we could go. I don't know. We'll go. We won't go. And sometimes that can be indecision, right? Yeah. And he needs somebody to say, nope, we're going. Here's where we're going. Here's yeah. how much it's cost. And oh, by the way, we saved that amount of money. So we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, and then the other area is, and I don't know that it, it, it's not him against it, but uh, is the kids. Like, I will spend money on buying them new yes. clothes or new shoes or. And, again, I think as a mom, I just maybe naturally see, like, okay, these clothes are getting worn out or, you know, their feet have grown. So I need to take them to buy new shoes. Um, And Josh has definitely – he used to work near Easton in Columbus, which is a mall. And um, he would definitely, if he walked into a store and saw something the kids would like, he would buy that for them. Right. Uh, So it's not that he would never buy them things. But I think I just was naturally – or so far have been naturally more in tune with, what do they need? Let's go buy them.
0: That. Yes. So. And I think that's pretty typical, isn't it? Sure. Uh, in most families where uh, usually mama is more in tune with that stuff, not always the case, but uh, often the case uh, there. So you're willing to spend money on vacations and your kids. Yep. Yeah good for you <laughs> uh i think again i think it creates balance right and uh, josh has already admitted through you uh, that he's glad for that balance like mm-hmm. oh i'm really really glad we did that mm-hmm. if we had been just uh chill we'd be looking at our calendar and say it's been five years since we ever went anywhere right totally and we feel like maybe we should be going you know um, the kids are getting older and they're going to start to school school all that stuff um so i i think there's a great balance there uh, we got a couple of minutes before uh, Coach Tony is going to join us. Um, but uh, you and I, uh, we live in the city of Lancaster, Ohio, Central Ohio. And uh, I think uh, something historic happened last night um, <laughs> as we record this on a Friday. Or, uh, was it last night?
1: Yeah, it was last night. The Lancaster girls' soccer team won their first OCC championship.
0: OCC stands for the Ohio Capital Conference. Sure it does. Yep.
1: Yep. Uh Uh-huh, and... Yeah, in
0: in school history.
1: Yeah, I don't think Lancaster... I don't believe the Lancaster girls soccer team has ever won that title. They haven't. So, it was pretty...
0: History-making.
1: Yeah, it really was. Yeah, and who
0: who, who scored the first school, Do you remember?
1: I believe it the first and only. They are uh-huh. playing Pickerington Central. Yes. And I believe it was Sienna Westbrooks.
0: Westbrooks. Very yeah. good. I was surprised you knew that. <laughs> because, you know, you're not really a fan. You really are. I, will, I put you <laughs> in the fan category. You actually oh, knew you so the name of a player on the team. And you happen to know that she scored. So...
1: Thank you so much.
0: That's uh, very unusual. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was telling a story the other day about the the gal wears a. Columbus Blue Jacket sweatshirt, and she doesn't know who Sergei Bobrovsky is, the goalie for... I mean, the guy was the best goalie in the entire National Hockey League, and she didn't know that he played for her team. And so that's really what got me started on this, you're not a sports fan. But I will uh, mm-hmm. amend that by saying... Um, for Lancaster High School sports, I would say you're a fan.
1: Oh thank you so much. <laughs> yeah
0: because you knew they played a game you knew they won. That's just kind of a surprise but yeah And I you knew, knew, the
1: knew score. yeah
0: and you knew who scored you knew the knew the name of a person who scored.
1: Could you name every player who scored in the last Ohio State football game?
0: Probably
1: Fascinating.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah <for> it, <laughs> it was easy because five touchdowns they scored seven and five of them were by Mayan uh, Mayan Williams uh so he, he wow. tied a record um a guy named Pete Johnson another guy named Keith Byers uh, actually scored five rushing touchdowns and he tied that record um, for most so
1: rushing touchdowns in, in a game in
0: the game that's correct
1: for Ohio State yeah
0: that's correct oh okay yeah so Yeah, probably could. There was a couple other touchdown passes. I think one of those was to Fleming, uh, the other two, Harrison Jr. But uh, uh, enough of that, making fun of you (laughs) not really being a sports fan, unless it comes to Lancaster girls' soccer. Congratulations uh, to the team setting a record, making history uh, on a Thursday night and winning the championship. Are you ready to hear from Coach Tony Alford? I am. Let's have him join us On the Sports and Spirituality Show, as we promised, the running backs coach for the Ohio State University has chosen to join us on the Sports and Spirituality Show, and that is Coach Tony Alford. Coach, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. No problem,
2: Steve. Thanks for having
0: me. Uh, You are welcome, and uh, we'd like to learn a little bit about uh, Coach Tony Alford. Where are you from originally?
2: Well, I I grew up in Kent, Ohio, up in Kent State up in Northeastern Ohio. I was there until I was 17. My father, God rest his soul, actually um, played at Kent State, was, was team captain there in the, faith, in the 50s. And so we kind of homesteaded there. And then we moved to the state of Colorado, Colorado Springs, actually. My mother still resides when I was uh, going into my senior year in high school. And um, then I ended up playing, you know, went to college at Colorado State. And so I, a lot of times I'll just say I'm from Colorado, but I grew up But I, but my formative years. Was here in northeastern Ohio.
0: How about that? He's a Buckeye from the beginning. It sounds like Tony Alford. Right. Um And do you have any siblings in your family?
2: I do. So I'm the I'm the middle of three boys. Um, my younger brother he passed away nine years ago unexpectedly, at, at the age of 39. So it's just my older brother and I, and my mom. And then I've got, you uh, know, obviously I've got, you know, my three sons plus my what? Yes. Four Four nephews on that side and four nieces and nephews on my wife's side.
0: So. Uh. All right. Sounds like you got your hands full there, uh, trying to uh, at least love on uh, all of these family members. I was reading That's a little great. bit about you, and um, they've all said, "Man, that Tony Alford, uh, that guy, uh, he loves on purpose." Uh, he uh, is do- You're doing a great job of loving on uh, on folks, and I want to ask you about that uh, here in just a minute. But to walk me through your um, your high school career, when did you uh, uh, when did you start? Realizing that maybe this uh, sports thing was going to going to be a, a pretty good gig for you. Well, actually, you know
2: that's all I ever wanted to do. My dad was a high school coach at Kent Roosevelt High School, and um, so we grew up in a household of uh, sports. and My uncles all played, and my dad, my dad said me, so my dad was a coach. So I've been on the sideline as a ball boy, a player, a coach since I since the age of five, and I'm now forty, and now and I'm now fifty three. So um, I always wanted to play or coach, and Um, when i got done playing you know a lot of times i do believe this a lot of times when guys get into coaching they get into coaching early on is because they can't play anymore and and this is kind of what they know at least least that was the case for me um you know i did play for the great earl bruce at colorado state and he became like a second father to me um and so i've had great mentors throughout throughout my my sports career really just my life and um, but a lot of the male role models that I've ever had in my life, were besides my dad, my uncles, or my coaches, and um, so I always knew I wanted to be around this sport. I, you know, I coached high school and taught high school ball for two years—one in Colorado, one year in Florida—and but I knew I wanted to be into the college ranks because that's kind of what I I had been around.
0: Exactly. And uh, what position did you play? Did you happen to play running back when you were in college? I did.
2: Yeah, I did. I played. I played running back at Colorado State. and and then um, had a small cup of coffee in the NFL with the Denver Broncos and then played in the World League for, for a hot minute. But, um, so, yeah, I wasn't very good, but they, they gave me a shot. Uh, that's,
0: uh, that's all we asked for, isn't it? Is an opportunity and uh, gave you an opportunity. And then someone gave you an opportunity in the college ranks. Uh, talk to us about that path because I think it has a few stops in it uh, for Coach Tony Alford.
2: Yeah, you know, Larry Karras, um, one of the, you know, he's a Hall of Fame coach. And he's a phenomenal person and a man at, at Mount Union College Division Three School in Alliance, Ohio, one of the all-time winningest schools in all of college football, all divisions. know, I was fortunate enough that um, he gave me an opportunity to come there from being a high school coach. Um, I was there for a year, went to Kent State for a year. Then I went to Iowa State with Dan McCartney, who became a huge mentor, still is of mine. And I was at Iowa State for four, uh, four years, went to University of Washington for one. Back to Iowa State for four, and then I went down to Louisville with Steve Craigthorpe for two years. Um, and then, um, I went to Notre Dame for six, and now I'm here. Been here going on this is my eighth season, so yeah, we've kind of moved around a little bit. And, and, uh, but I've been very fortunate, and so I've never had a bad job, and I've never had a bad job. I've, I've, um,
0: I've been very fortunate to work with some
2: great men and and, and great players and great people.
0: That's great stuff right there. Now, did it create some challenges, some mixed emotions for you? The first game of the year when Ohio State played against Notre Dame? It did not have any mixed emotions whatsoever, no. (laughs) The ship (laughs) had uh, sailed, huh? You are scarlet and gray. Yeah,
2: it it sailed. You know, it it was ironic. You know, when I came here in 2015, 2015, um, we played in the Fiesta Bowl. And we actually played against Notre Dame. Correct. And that was Zeke Elliott's last year. And it was, you know, and all those kids on that sideline, you know, I had recruited so many of them and, and befriended the whole staff. So there was some mixed feelings there. But I've been gone long enough now that that this is home. These are my guys. Um, I still have great friendships and with people back in South Bend, Indiana. And I, and I talked to all those people prior to the game. Father John, the, you know, the president of the university. And Josh Wilberg, me and Marcus Freeman or friends, so many people that 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 um, were very influential in my life and my children's lives growing up for those six years, and and it was so it was fun to see them all uh, prior to the game, but but sad mixed emotions none whatsoever. We wanted to win the game. This is where I'm at, and this is home, and. And uh, so it is what it is.
0: And uh, you did win that. Well, I believe 21-10, if uh, my memory serves correct. And uh, you Which got to it, feel pretty good it, about it. that. Um, <clears throat> yes, the sir. running backs coach at The Ohio State University, why did you say yes to that job, knowing that the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner was a running back in Archie Griffin?
2: Well, I just, you know, I mean, as you continue to progress in this, in this profession and continue to try to move up and... Um, and build your resume, so to speak. I thought this was, was a good situation for me. In uh, my family, I, I um, you know, I was at Notre Dame for six years, and I just knew. I think there's a time in everyone's life where you just kind of know, and your, in your heart, as a man, that hey, I, it's time to make a move. And um, was it uncomfortable? Yeah, it was. It was extremely uncomfortable. As a matter of fact, I was going to say no, but one of the things I say to my my sons all the time, my nephews, my players, my recruits. That if a person wants to grow, they have to be, they have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And, and that's the only way you grow is to get uncomfortable and to stretch your limits. And we preach that so many, many times to young people. But as adults, we're the ones that people do. And, and so henceforth, I, I said, well, I'm not doing it. And, and Trina, my wife, is like, well, wait a minute now. If you, if you think you want to be a head coach one day and you think this would be advantageous to help you make that move, then you should do it. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, and I'm going back and forth and we had just built this beautiful home with a pool and all. So she said, so if you're not willing to be uncomfortable a little bit to grow, she goes, that's fine. We're good here. We don't need to go anywhere. She goes, but don't tell me anymore what you want to do. Cause not, cause you're, cause you're lying to yourself. And at that moment I was like, gosh, right. <laughs> you know? And, and so that, that kind of, kind of sparked a little bit for me to make the move but in my heart as i said steve in my heart i knew it was time to go and uh try some new things and and to try to move and progress in my in my uh career so that's why i made the move and what better place to come to the ohio state i mean this is one of the all-time premier programs in, in in the country really in all sports hey just coming off of a national championship you're coaching zeke elliott there's great players. There's there's, there's um, great publicity around the program,
0: and and uh, so it was a good move for us. So Tony offered the running backs coach at the Ohio State University, practicing what he preaches. That's pretty good leadership right there. Uh, we'll see. I, I appreciate it though,
2: but I but I do. I think. Um, you know I, I am a firm believer that if I'm going to
0: if I'm going to tell you to do it, I better be willing to do the same thing. Yes, you got you got uncomfortable and landed in a pretty good place there, uh, the Ohio State yeah. University, right? Um, and I wanted to ask you about people like uh, Ezekiel Elliott, obviously uh, in the NFL with the Cowboys, and then <coughs> excuse me, another guy, uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, um, outstanding running back uh, with the uh, Baltimore Ravens now, um, and I believe you have a, a very tight relationship with him uh, and many other running backs that you've had the privilege of speaking into to their life and helping to lead and guide them. Uh, what stands out to you about these outstanding athletes?
2: Well, the first thing I think, you know, actually I talked to JK just today. I mean, I just talked to him this morning actually but, um, you know, I, I would just say that they're selfless and in, in they're premier athletes but they're selfless human beings and when I say that, I mean, they, they put their bodies on the line, they work hard yeah, they make a lot of money, but they're team guys. They're very highly competitive individuals, but they're team-oriented guys. Um, so that stands out. And then, as I said earlier, the competitive nature of, of just who they are as men. I and mean, these guys are ultimate competitors. Um, they don't want to accept anything but, but the best. Um, and so they push themselves these unbelievable limits. They want to be coached. They want to be guided. Um, they want to be pushed. And so what that does for someone like me, if, if you're going to deal with that type of an individual, you're not allowed to walk into a meeting room with Zeke Kelly. You're not allowed to walk in a meeting room with Trey Sermon and, and, and J.K. Dobbins, uh, Trey Henderson, who's currently playing for me. You can't go into those meeting rooms and not have a plan to make them better because you only have so much time in a day to get better. Right. Right. And so. You, you better, when you walk into that meeting room with those young guys, you better be able to say, here's what we're doing today. Here's how I'm going to make you better. Here's how I'm pushing you and holding you accountable. You can't just walk in and say, okay, boys, what are we doing today? That, that doesn't work for them. Um, and, and, and so what it does for someone like me, and, and I would think any coaches, it makes sure that you're on point with everything that you're doing. And there's a reason to why you do what you do. There's a reason to, as to why you run a drill, um, how you present your meetings, It's got to be very well planned out and articulated because these are smart guys. And this is their livelihood. You're dealing with someone's livelihood. Yep. And so there's no time. There's no time to mess around with that. That's very serious business.
0: That's good stuff right there, and again, great leadership on your part, and um, uh, I also read that Tony Alford is also very willing to listen. Uh, maybe uh, the, uh, the, the running back sees something that, that, that you uh, didn't see or uh, wanted to try something. You, um, uh, how do you manage um, teaching but also listening?
2: Well, I, I, well, it depends what you say. If you ask my mom and my wife if I listen, they tell you no. <laughs> uh, but, but no, in all seriousness, I, you know, I think as an individual, if you're really in tune to what you're trying to do, um, I don't have all the answers. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Um, again, I, I don't have all the answers here. And if you see something that can help enhance what we're doing as a group, help to enhance you as a young person, um, enhance your skill set, by all means, tell me and and I am all ears to listen. Does not mean I'll do it, but I will certainly listen to you. and if it works within the confines of what we're trying to do, um, then I'm all in. Um, I think I think I, I asked my kids and I ask my players to open up their hearts. You got to tear your chest open and, and give me all you got and give me yourself. Well, I got to be able to do the same. and and what that means there's gonna be some hard conversations there's sometimes that i may say something to my to my players sometimes i may say something to my children that either they didn't understand or they didn't appreciate because they can maybe i came at them a, the wrong way and and so i've got to be willing to hear that sometimes hey how can i be better because i'm always willing to tell them how they can be better but i also got to be willing to figure out how and and, and take that feedback and constructive criticism as well as that how can i be better how can i better serve you because at the end of the day as coaches we're in the customer service business Yep. And when I said, we're trying to help you become better. We're trying to provide a service to you, Zeke Elliott, to help make you better. And so that's why I say the customer service business. So you have to be to articulate to me, what is it that you want? What is it that you're trying to do? And then we have to formulate a plan on how to make sure that that happens.
0: And that is a humble position. I'm going to teach, but I'm also going to listen because at the end of the day, we all get better. All of us are better than any one of us. And so if we put our heads together, maybe the best possible outcome can be the result. Everybody knows about Zeke Elliott and J.K. Dobbins. So who's a running back or two that you've worked with as kind of an under-the-radar guy um, but was a super hard worker, uh, great talent, uh, maybe didn't get to the same accolades that an Elliott or a Dobbins got? Well, I mean, uh, the list
2: goes on and on. I mean, here at Ohio State, for everybody, I mean, when I was at Notre Dame, I had guys. But here at Ohio State, obviously, Trey Sermon, but Trey's playing for the Eagles right now. Um, A young man, a lot of people probably don't remember. Maybe if, if they're a sports fan, they may know the name when I say but Antonio Williams is a young man that was here, and now he plays. He's in his third year in the NFL. I talk to him all the time. He actually comes out to the house in the offseason and stays with me. You know, every now and again we work out, work him out. But he's now with the um, New York Giants. Antonio Williams was here, and he was sitting behind J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber, and he's a really talented player. He said, Coach, I'm going to have to transfer. I'm thinking about transfer because I just want to play. And I said, "Well, okay, I get it. I don't want you to leave, but I understand." And so, henceforth, so I helped him. I, I he and I kind of got together and talked about certain schools, and I helped him find a place. and he Ended up going to North Carolina, where he played, and then um, was with the Buffalo Bills for a couple years, and and now he's with the New York Giants. And um, but that's part of it, you know. I mean. Uh, uh, he's a guy that's extremely talented. Like I said, obviously, he's talented. He's in his third year in the NFL. Correct. Um, he's doing great things in his in his, his professional life and personal life. So I'm extremely proud of him. But And, again, our jobs are to help these young men grow and help them uh, succeed and achieve their goals. And sometimes it may not be to my advantage. For instance, Antonio leaving was not to to, to, to my advantage or how State's advantage. As a matter of fact, it was at a disadvantage to us. But it was what was best for him. Yeah. And, and and so i think at the i think that it behooved us all to make sure that, hey okay are we are we actually preaching what we are we actually doing what we preach and are we helping these young people um be successful in their own right and and so it's worked out for him but he's a guy that i would say an abundance of talent that kind of under the radar that a lot of people here really didn't get to know and get to see because because just circumstances or some other guys that at that moment in time um they were better or maybe they just had more opportunities to shine i should say
0: and and so but it's all worked out it certainly has if you're just joining us this is the sports and spirituality show podcast we're talking with running backs coach at the ohio state university coach tony alford coach it seems to me that at the end of the day Yes, there's a lot of X's and O's and technique and all kinds of things, but at the end of the day, it's really all about building relationships um, and taking these um, young men and having them be better men when they leave Ohio State. Is that part of your of your plan? Absolutely, I believe in this it's wholeheartedly that
2: that relationships are, are, are paramount. Um, a lot of people can do X's and O's and and and, and skill development. But when I ask you to do something and and give it every ounce that you have, you're going to do that for someone that you trust and and you know has your best interest at hand. And and we actually use the term, hey, if you love that person, what will you not do for them? There's anything you'll do for that person that you just love, respect, admire, um, trust. You'll do anything for that person. And 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 you'll do that because you don't want to let them down. Even when it's inconvenient. Even when you don't really want to do it. You'll do it because of the love and admiration and trust that you have for that other person, and so I think that it's it's critically important that um, for us coaches, as fathers, uh, mentors of young people, that, that we build we build that trust and that unconditional love and that unconditional trust that those kids can look back and say, okay, I'm 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 going to put it on the line for this person.
0: Well, I can uh, vouch for the fact that you have done that because uh, I was at the Toledo game. I have a press pass, and I'm walking around uh, the football stadium there, the Shield, and I stop, and I see you chatting with someone. I don't recognize them right away, and I don't know who this person is. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not close enough to see it, but then what happened next was a powerful message that you sent, and that is you gave this young man a hug, and He gave you a hug back, and I've done a little study on hugs, and usually a typical hug is about two or three seconds long. This hug was about 10 to 15 seconds long. You held on to him. He held on to you. I couldn't see or hear anything that was being communicated, and my hunch is nothing was because you were communicating it uh, with a hug um, that said, I see you, I love you, you're important to me, Um, uh, I'm here for you. You said all of that uh, without saying any words. But simply hugging this young man, so he comes over to the sidelines, and and I say to him, "Hey, I saw that, and I thought that was a powerful moment right there." And he said, "I'm Brendan White," and I said, "Oh, you know Brendan White, who's you know uh, won uh, Big Ten championships and that kind of thing." Had the privilege of of uh, interviewing him there on the sidelines and before, uh, of course, his dad William White played at Ohio State, uh, contracted ALS and passed away not too long ago, um, and we we got to uh, share. a little bit uh, of that moment together and so I can vouch as a um, innocent bystander um, at the Toledo game that Tony Alford cared enough about a guy who no longer goes to Ohio State uh, that he spent um, at least 15 seconds uh, loving on this guy um, who uh, just needed to to be reminded that he's seen, loved, supported, encouraged and that somebody is there for him and that somebody is Coach Tony Alford Um and so, on behalf of uh, uh, Buckeye fans everywhere, thank you for being a man who's invested in the lives of young men in this powerful way. Um, what was uh, going through your mind and heart and spirit in, in that moment?
2: Well, you know, I just, just hearing you talk about that moment, actually, I, I got goosebumps here. Um, you know, it's wild because I wasn't for public consumption, I wasn't doing it. During, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, Brendan White's my guy. And you know, I haven't seen him. It's been a couple of years, actually, um, that I have that I have that I've seen him. And I know his dad died, and, and I know his knew his father as well, of course. And and I was just walking by him, and he's said, "Coach." And I looked over, and there he is. And the first thing is like, "Oh my God!" And he runs over, and I and I just I just hugged him, and and um, yeah, you know, you know, shoot, it, it, it was it was good for me too. Right. And no words need to be spoken. Yep. Um, he and I have a very, had a very close relationship. We still do. It's one of those relationships. Okay. I haven't seen you in a long time, but that's okay. It's it's like I, it's like I haven't, haven't missed a day. And, um, it just wanted to, you know, he's been through it. You know, here's a young guy that's, that dreams and aspirations to play in the NFL. And he's still bouncing around. He's had some injuries. Um, he just lost his father who was his biggest hero in his life. um, that's hard, man. You know, I lost my dad years back and it's hard. Yep. Um, and I, and I just wanted him to know, I, I guess at that moment that, Hey man, it's, you're good. And, um, the one thing I did say to him was, is, 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 you know, be the man that you're destined to be and, and be the man that you were designed to be. Yeah. Um, and your, and your dad sees that. And I did say that to him. Yeah. And I just wanted him to know that he's loved and, and he's honored, um, he's respected, um, and I just told him I appreciated him, you know, and, and, uh, and so really that's what that was about.
0: I knew you weren't doing it for show. Quite frankly, the, there weren't a ton of people in the shoe at that time. You didn't even know I was standing there, right? Uh, so you weren't doing it. Uh, uh, it was a pure uh, moment. It was an authentic moment. It was a real and raw moment. And uh, really, I, uh, I really appreciate uh, the special privilege I had to be there uh, to witness that moment because it told me something uh, you and I had never met. Uh, and it told me something about you um, without, again, uh, having to communicate any words, so I really appreciate that. I did write a book called Hugology, The Study of Hugs. You can find that at Amazon.com. Uh, if you search my name, Steve Rau, the last name R-A-U-C-H, and uh, um, it's, a, it's a made-up word, so if you search Hugology, my book will be the first book that shows up because it will be the only book that shows up because it's made up word, but um, I believe in the power of communicating through a hug, and you communicated loudly um, in that moment, and uh, I know Brendan White appreciated it. Steve Rowe appreciated it. sounded like Coach Tony Alford appreciated it as well.
2: Yeah, you know, Steve. Let me say this. I, you know, I, and, you know, and ironically, you just happened to see me after the game, and you and you pulled me aside, and and so I, I'm 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 flattered. I, I, I'm I'm flattered that um, that you took the time out, right? Because a lot of times you just, you know, you go about your daily days, and you, and you do what you do, and um, and again, I don't. There's very, and people that know me will tell you, there's very, 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 very few things that I do um, for sure. Uh, this is what you see is what you get. Um, but for you to acknowledge that meant a lot, and I appreciate it. And, and, and I'd like to say this, you know, a lot of times you say what's coaches, and I say men and coaches, mentors, we're here to, to give to these kids. But boy, if we sit back and like you said, we listen, and if we sit back and pay close attention, um, these kids do a lot for us, too. And, and Brendan White, Zeke Elliott, J.K. Dobbins, Trey Henderson, Maya Williams, currently my players, those guys do a, do a heck of a lot for me, too. And, and so this is by, by far, it's not even close to being one-sided. Um, they, they, they bring a lot of value um, to my life, and, and hopefully I can bring some to theirs
0: as well. Well, when we chatted after the conclusion of that uh, Toledo game, uh, you told me something else that uh, also illustrated, I wasn't surprised to hear it, it just illustrated who Coach Tony Alford was. um, And uh, I mentioned to you that we had adopted a son from Ethiopia and uh, how important it is for my wife and I to have men of color. uh, My wife and I are white. uh, It's important for us to have men uh, of color um, to be wonderful examples of leaders and uh, um, investors in other people's lives, and so I really appreciate you being that uh, for my son. Again, a guy you've never met, maybe we'll never meet, but um, you are setting an example for him obviously. Um, when you're one of the coaches at the Ohio State University, uh, you're pretty, uh, pretty well known, and so I really appreciate that example. But then you told me uh, that maybe you had adopted a child or two.
2: Yeah, my, my oldest sons, uh, Ryland and Kyler, are both adopted um we got them the day they were born um Roden's 21 Kyler's 17. and then in the midst of that adoption uh trina got pregnant and we have another son um who's our biological child named brayden so my two youngest are, are five and a half months apart um so yeah you know but and i gotta be honest you know a lot of people say oh my gosh you did such a great thing for these little boys when you adopted them well i gotta be honest we, we weren't doing it for them i, I so I, you know, here's my selfish piece. I was I wasn't adopting for them. Right. We're adopting because we wanted right. to have a, we because we wanted to have a family. Where we were told we couldn't have kids. Right. So so we were adopting for selfish reasons. We wanted a family. <laughs> right. Yep. And so it goes back. You say, well, you did so much for these kids. Well, they did a hell of a lot for us.
0: So you know? true.
2: And and um, I I like to say they're the gift that keeps giving. Sometimes it's not a good gift. But <laughs> yeah. the gift that keeps giving, right. But um. <laughs> But no, in all sincerity, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, and I and I and I accept and uh, appreciate your saying of, that I'm a mentor to your son that I don't even know um, because of the because of the status of being a Buckeye football coach. Well, um, listen, this is just my job and my job is no different than anybody else's job. Um, it's just that there's more people watching. Sure. And, and I guess I look at it and say, you know, we all see we all have a platform. You, me, we all have your, here's your, your podcast. That's a platform, right? I coach football. That's a platform. So within that platform, I have an opportunity to deliver messages every single day. Um, I have the, I have the ability to leverage influence on my players, recruits, fans, who Ohio state fans, not Tony Albert fans, Ohio state fans, but I have an opportunity to leverage my influence every day. And I get to choose how I leverage it, either positively or negatively, and I believe this to be true that every person you have an opportunity to to deliver your message. So I get to do it with Ohio State football. I get to walk into any home, any school, and say, I coach football at Ohio State. Do you want to be recruited? Do you want to listen to what I have to say? Almost one hundred percent of the kids are gonna say initially say, Absolutely. It's exactly. Ohio State. So so that's my hook. So if I'm like a fisherman, I hook the fish. That's my hook. Yep. So now that I've hooked you with, the, because I hooked you because I'm at Ohio State. When I coached at Notre Dame, when I coached, I'm sorry, when I coached at Mount Union, when I coached at Kent State. I didn't have a real big hook. A lot of guys weren't going to listen to me. But at Ohio State, everyone wants to hear it now. So I have a hook, and so when I have the hook and I've got you on the, I've got you on the line. What message are you delivering? And if you if you're unprepared, or you don't have a positive message or something of a service to provide. And you can't articulate what that is, you're gonna lose them. They're off the hook and you may never get them back. And so I so for me, it's important for me to say, okay, what what's my why? Why am I doing this? And why I'm doing it, is it beneficial to you? And if it is, then we'll keep talking. If it's not, you're gonna be off the hook, as we say, and you're and you're moving on down the road. But but you have an opportunity to influence people every single day. In, a, in, in an opportunity to deliver messages of your choice every single day. My challenge to everybody in earshot of this is to say, what message are you delivering? And you don't have to be a football coach. Hell, you could be the, you could be the bus driver of an elementary school bus driver. If you have an opportunity with kids every single day and what message are you delivering? Yes, yeah, that, 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 that can help, that can help them be better. And, and I'm a firm, firm believer in that.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely true. Whether you're an accountant or a firefighter, whatever uh, your task is, if you're around any other human being, you've got an opportunity. Uh, to your point, we are all given a platform. The uh, The result of that uh, is what we make it, right? Are we going to use that true. platform for good, or are we going to squander uh, that platform? And uh, I celebrate the fact that Coach Tony Alford is using his platform for good. Um, I wanted to ask you about the current crop of running backs. In that Toledo game, we got to see a, a couple of uh, the younger guys, um, and of course a lot of talk about uh, Trevion Henderson. Uh, I think maybe he's a little dinged up there. And and then um, uh, we, we see Myon Williams uh, hitting the holes hard. I believe he had over 100 yards as well. Um, and then Hayden uh, getting over 100 yards. Uh, talk to me about the current crop of running backs at, at Ohio State.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm biased. Obviously, I recruited all these kids, so I'm extremely biased. But you know, you got Mayan Williams, Trey Henderson, um, who's going to be fine. He just got nicked up a little bit. He's going to be perfectly fine. Um, you know, Evan Pryor, who who tore his knee up during, during training camp. He's out this year. Um, Marcus Crowley is a guy that that overly talented guy that had had two knee surgeries, so he had to retire from football. And then you have Dallin Hayden, the freshman from a, a true freshman from Memphis. Um, and then uh, T.C. Caffey, who's right up in the Youngstown area of Hubbard High School. But those two young guys really did a nice job. And, um, you know, Dallin Hayes has got a brother who plays Illinois. His dad played at Tennessee, then played in the NFL for, for, for four to six years. Great family. Um, T.C.'s father played at Toledo, ironically. Um, so they're, they're great kids, man. In and, and my room, and again, I'm biased, but I think I got the, the best room in the country. And they're great kids. They honor one another. They're respectful of one another. They're respectful of authority figures, coaches. Um, they're, they're respectful of hard work. But the one thing they have, they have this unbreakable brotherhood where they compete against each other, but they're competing with each other. And, and it's fun to be around them. I got the best job in the world. I get to go to work and work with that group of guys. It's unbelievable. And um, so those freshmen got to play, and they did it. They did a really good job. Are they finished product by, by no means, but, but they really did a nice job for their first significant opportunities in the shoe. And, and um, so I think it's going to help everybody and benefit our football team
0: moving forward. Uh, final question. What is a realistic expectation for the 2022 Buckeyes?
2: Well, I, you know, I don't know. Depends who you say, what's realistic. Depends who you're talking to. I, you know, <laughs> you know, I did an interview the other day when I, the question was asked, what are your goals? Well, Goals are very simple here at Ohio State. It's to beat the team up north. Yep. It's to win the Big Ten championship. Yep. It's to win the national championship, and all that's right. it. Those are your goals, and all the other stuff, all your personal goals and personal accolades. If you do those and take care of those three things—again, beat the team up north, win the Big Ten championship, win the national championship—everybody will get shares. Everybody, every every personal goal you have, you'll get them. Yep. All those things will come to fruition if we do those three things, and and so um is that realistic? Sure, why not? Why is it not? And and I you know, again, I'm believing what it's realistic if I say it's realistic. Right. It's real it's very realistic if I'm willing to put in the necessary work to make it realistic. If you're not, then it's just words. Yeah. But so, if you're willing to put in the the tireless work and and um and and continue to to help one another and be a part of this amazing brotherhood, What's everything's realistic? Why not? I mean, who 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 is anybody to tell somebody what they can and can't do? So mm-hmm. yeah, to me, it's realistic. That's why you came to Ohio State. You didn't come to Ohio State to say, "Hey, I, you know, I, I want to win five or six or seven games <laughs> and go to a bowl game." That's not why you came to Ohio State. Right. You came, to, you came to Ohio State to be elite. You came to Ohio State to, again to to beat the team up north, win the Big Ten championship, win the national championship. That's why you came here. Yep and so that's so that's our that's our duty to make that happen
0: I will tell you there's at least one guy on this podcast that believes (laughs) that's a realistic goal as well. A lot of work to do, but um, certainly um, it is well within reach here in the 2022 campaign. Coach Tony Alford, thank you for your willingness to come on the Sports and Spirituality Show podcast. Thank you for the investments you've made throughout your life in all of the schools, uh, the places where you've stopped. Thank you for the investment uh, that you've made in uh, the young men that everybody knows. Like Ezekiel Elliott and J.K. Dobbins, and then the guys that maybe are, are lesser known. Um, thank you for the investment you've made in your nephews um, after the passing of your brother, uh, your own children. Uh, I echo what you say. I, typically, what I find is people who haven't adopted children say, Oh, that's a nice thing you did. And you're like, You don't get it. Um, I am the one who won in this adoption deal, Um uh, not, right. uh, not the child I adopted. I won. Uh, it's been great for me uh, in this situation. So I really appreciate uh, your uh, thoughts and passions on that. Uh, thank you for all of the ways you invest in uh, young men and young ladies and families' lives. And we uh, trust the Lord's blessing on you as you continue uh, your coaching career. And uh, why don't we just go ahead and win the Natty since we're at it. Why? why not?
2: Why not? Well, Steve, listen, I, I greatly appreciate you having me on. And, and uh, God bless you, man. And, and I hope one day I do get to meet your son and your daughters. And um, so, so I would look forward to that time. But, but, again, I'm flattered that you took the time to have me on your show. Thank you very much.
0: It is absolutely our privilege. That is Coach Tony Alford, running backs coach for The Ohio State University. So, Kelsey, what did you think about what Coach Tony Alford had to say?
1: I loved it. I actually think that there were so many – applicable little nuggets throughout what he shared right from, um, continuing relationships with his, uh, past players. I think we've talked so much about relationships and really how that's what is at the center of the sports world. Um, having hard conversations. I really appreciated that and recognizing like we should be in positions where we can teach, but we also need to be in positions where we can learn. Um, Loved what he had to share about his adoption journey. Um, and then when he was talking about being a coach and it being like having a customer service mindset, I've uh-huh. never heard a coach say that. Uh-huh. And I really appreciate that as someone who... Um, I guess you could say I've done some life coaching, but I have not done any type of sports coaching. and Yeah, good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know that I intend to, but it's interesting because... Most of the sports I'm around are high schoolers because sure. of the ministry I do. Uh, and I would say most of the coaches that I know of, this is not from my personal experience, do not have that mindset, right? Like uh-huh. I think a lot of coaches put them in a put themselves in a position of what can you give me? What can you do for me?
0: right? How are you gonna make my uh, wins and losses look better?
1: Yeah. and I don't think that most coaches go into it thinking that or with that mindset or at least, you know, the optimistic side of me doesn't want to think that. Like, I I want to believe that they go into it to help students develop their skills and develop themselves. Right. Um, And I, I feel like even Coach Alford mentioned that really they're in the business of helping them get to where they want to go and I think that um, is in sports but that's also just in life in general and so I really do think that sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the wins and losses and forget that you're actually developing them character and developing their skills and developing um, them as humans.
0: Well, and I think that's what separates the great coaches and, quite frankly, yeah. the great people from the also-rans. If you're making it all about you, and again, we could probably make this about life in general, right? If you're making life all about you, yes. um, then uh, there's an old expression, you're a young lady, so you probably don't know it, but <laughs> a person all wrapped up in themselves makes a really small package. Uh, And so we should not be wrapped up in ourselves, make it all about, let's make it about us, not about me. Uh, and you don't even have to just make it all about the other right. person, right? Let's right. make it about us. Obviously, Tony Alford benefits when people like Ezekiel Elliott and J.K. Dobbins go to the NFL and, and you know, kick butt. Uh, they're that, uh, you know, the, the best league in the, in the world. Um, yeah, he benefits from that. Sure. But instead of making it about, oh, I'm Tony Alford, uh, the greatest running backs coach in the whole wide world, uh, instead of making it like that, let's make it about them. Then you get... Uh, uh, benefits uh, from that as well. And so um, I think it is a powerful life lesson uh, to say let's speak into other people's lives, making their life better, and then we'll get the residual benefit of that.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: Well, uh, thanks for being on episode 56 of the Sports and Spirituality Show um, with uh, Coach Tony Alford. Um, Next week... Uh, I believe we have uh, planned to come on the show uh, the very first female drum major ever in the history of Ohio State marching band, maybe in the Big Ten, Um, and so would you be willing to stick around for that?
1: Yeah, that sounds cool.
0: Okay, now that's, that's two ladies against one guy. I am a little nervous about that.
1: Oh, you don't need to be. I don't need to be? I don't think you're actually Well, you're nervous. mean to me a lot. <laughs> well.
0: um, And so if there's two mean people to me, that's, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. But uh, we'll see. We will see. Okay. So you will come back for episode 57?
1: Yeah, that one sounds good.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, some of the others <laughs> maybe you're nervous about, worried about, unconcerned, know. <laughs> or concerned about, you know, unsure whether you can make it. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Well, uh, I receive it. So uh, you join us uh, next week as well uh, for Episode 57 of the Sports and Spirituality Show, brought to you in part by Fairfield County Sports Network and our friends at Price Custom Homes. Mitch and Greg Price been doing this for nearly 50 years. They can help you from the beginning of the process to the end of the process. And you can get more information by going to their website, PriceCustomHomes.com. For Kelsey Bull, Young Life Lancaster, I'm Steve Rao saying thank you for listening to Episode 56. And we look forward to you joining us next time as we bring the SAS, the sports and spirituality show.